Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome back to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am, spoiler alert, your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm very excited to be joined today by my friend, my colleague, the wonderful and amazing NBC Bay Area's Jennifer Lee Chan. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I'm very excited to have you. And we are recording this the day before the San Francisco 49ers report to minicamp. Minicamp was supposed to be the following week. They moved it to this week just to keep things interesting and keep everybody on their toes. So it's kind of an interesting minicamp because... We heard today Jimmy Garoppolo has been excused. No surprise there. He's rehabbing his shoulder in Southern California. Four Niners are looking to trade him. That is certainly not a secret. Our colleague Matt Barros reported that Trent Williams, who has thus far, thus far not been in the offseason programs, will be there. And then, of course, is the big question that you can't do a Four Niners podcast without bringing up this name. Debo Samuel, will he show up? probably not practicing, really show up. He was at the Warriors game in San Francisco on Sunday night. Does he just stay in the barrier? Does he jet out like he did after the last Warriors game he was out? TBD, but Jen, let's talk a little bit of Debo and then we'll we'll get into everything else. I mean, he's in the States, so he's in the city. I would think that he shows up. Why would you want to lose a hundred and some thousand dollars just for not showing up to the building. I, I don't know if, you know, why that would make any sense to anyone. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo has been excused, so he won't be fined. But I would think Debo, who has not signed a big contract yet, $100,000 is, you know, nothing to, you know, nothing to really uh, kind of excuse. And, you know, I think it's something that would behoove him to show up, at least to the facility, not, of course, on the field, but at least just to show up. I would agree. I certainly would not want to lose out on $100,000 when all I had to do to get it was show up. But we will see. But I have a question, kind of just your thoughts, because I was thinking about this. So let's pretend he shows up. You know, he's like, I'm not going to lose out on the money. I'm going to show up. So he shows up, but he won't be on the field. What? That's such an interesting dynamic. Like, are you in the locker room? And it's like, well, guys, have a great practice. I'll be here with Gatorade when you get back. Like, it's just such an interesting dynamic, you know, with your teammates and kind of with everything that has gone on in this offseason, the scrubbing of the social media, the unfollowing of the 49ers, the refollowing of the 49ers, all of the things that have gone on. I'm so curious and we really won't have an answer to that today, but it's a little bit kind of fun to think about and speculate just what that dynamic becomes between Debo and his teammates. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan said that he feels like the relationship can be repaired, that it'll go back to normal. So it It'll be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday, what unfolds if he is in the building. And then if he's in the building, do we see him? Does he show up? Does he, you know, Jason Verrett was on the field watching. J- Mike McGlinchey has been on the field watching practice. So does he show up? Does he watch practice from the sidelines? Is he just in the classroom? Does he stay in the workout facility and, you know, away from media eyes just in case? You know, we don't have any clue of how this is going to unfold. So tomorrow's kind of a big day for minicamp. It is an interesting that they moved it a week earlier. I mean, I, I don't think there's any massive conspiracy there, but it is interesting to me that it was moved a week earlier. It does, it kind of moves up the Debo, what, do you, what are you going to do conversation a week, which which is 
kind of interesting to see. So uh, you'll make sure to follow me and Jennifer and we'll give you everybody's handles obviously at the end because we will be out there and we will see what transpires. I'm very curious, uh, so many questions and few of them will be answered tomorrow. Uh, probably whether, whether or not he shows up beyond that, we shall see. So let's talk about Trent Williams, who I, I brought up earlier, had not been at the off-season programs up, up until now. I mean, the man, of course, is quite a veteran and quite a, a stalwart at his position. So does it necessarily need to be there? He will apparently be there this week. And then you see kind of the pieces coming together a little bit more. And this, I think, will be the real the real first real, I'm going to try that sentence all over again, first real opportunity for us to kind of see everybody together and see Trey Lance behind you know the offensive line that he's probably going to have minus Mike Licklinchy, who's still recovering from his injury. But it becomes a very interesting week. And certainly it's June. It's not going to tell us a ton about September yet. But it will give us a little bit of a warm up for training camp and what the next several months are going to look like. Yeah, I don't know that Trent Williams actually plays on the field in team activities. I think he's another one kind of like Nick Bosa, who probably will be there as well, kind of watching practice. But I think, you know, since it's not full contact, they don't have pads on. It's just shirt, shorts and T-shirts. I would think that Trent Williams shows up, you know, is in the classroom, not necessarily involved in team activity, like team drills on the field. This is, I mean, like, why, why is that necessary? Yeah. Why? yeah I mean, I, why, why risk exactly. It? So, and that's another reason why, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, even when he is healthy, I don't think he goes back on the field for any team activities at all. He may show up to the building. He may not like the, these guys want to eliminate as many injuries as possible, reduce them, prevent them. So I don't think there's any reason for any of those guys to really be on the field. I'm sure there'll be, you know, checks, medical checks, getting, you know, just reach rebate. Let me say that at one time, just, you know, touching base with these guys to see where they're at through their off season programs, you know, Nick Bosa, Trent Williams aren't guys that the team is worried about. Now, the interesting thing is that Debo Samuel came into the offseason last year, the healthiest he's been, the leanest he's been. And that's something that the team is always worried about with him or maybe has been concerned. Worry might be a little too strong of a word, but it'll be interesting to see if he also not only does he show up, what kind of shape he's in just because he has that tendency to kind of, you know, work really hard and then not as much. He's a new dad. So, you know, where does that put him? from the off-season standpoint in his workouts. That is an interesting point. He has made it a point to show that he's working out on his Instagram stories. Let me rephrase that. He shows he's at a gym. I don't think we've, I don't know if we've actually <laughs> seen him work out on Instagram stories, but we have seen him at stairs that he's at a gym. So it will be interesting to see. You brought up something that I think is, is certainly worth discussing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he ever show up to the building. I mean, I would say if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, probably not and not in a bitter way, but at this point it's over, it's done. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't know that it behooves or helps anyone for him to be there. You know, we talked to Brian Greasy a couple weeks ago who said he hasn't even talked to Jimmy Garoppolo. Brian Greasy is the 49ers new quarterbacks coach. We knew obviously that they were looking to trade Jimmy John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been very open about that. But when you have the new quarterbacks coach talking about all the quarterbacks that he's talking to and what he's doing with all of them. And he's asked, have you spoken at all to Jimmy Garoppolo? And he says, no, I think that really just continues to, to drive home the point. So I don't know that we do ever see him in the facility because once he can throw again, I, I think the hope for the 49ers is that they can in fact trade him and you know they go from there. But I, 
you know, we'll see if he's still on the roster for the beginning of the training camp. It, it's an interesting question. I just don't think it helps anybody to have him out there because this really isn't a quarterback competition. And all you do is risk Jimmy getting injured, which is bad for Jimmy and bad for the 49ers who would like to trade him. So that's kind of my feeling. on that. Yeah, I agree with There's you. I mean, I don't think he needs to show up to the building. I think he's just going to kind of wait it out. And then, you know, the deadline really is at the end of August when they cut down to 53, then that's when they really have to make a decision. You know, are they going to release him? If that, if he hasn't been traded at that point, then that's kind of the deadline to where, you know, if he's on the 53, then they have to pay him. So that's kind of the deadline. So there is a lot of time. There's no pressure. And there's also a lot of time for Debo Samuel. You know, he can show up to OTAs. He doesn't have to worry about necessarily being set in a contract. I know that's what he wants. But you look historically mm-hmm. at what happened with George Kittle, with what happened with Fred Warner. Their contracts, their extensions, actually, weren't figured out until closer to training camp. So while I know it's really hard to be patient when you have that type of payday coming towards you from someone, most likely the 49ers, but I mean, really, it's just part of this whole process that's going to happen. He shows up for OTAs, shows that he's you know willing and open to being a part of the team, and then they can move forward in training camp. Yes, which I think is what we're definitely going to see. Uh, but it will be kind of fun to see everybody back on the field, like the gang's back together again. We talked about Nick Bosa. Uh, Cam Inman, our, our colleague, was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And and I said to him, and I said, you know, there is another contract extension that is going on. And, and we haven't really talked about that one. And that, of course, is Nick Bosa. Of course, the 49ers can tag him. But that is another one. And we have not seen Nick Bosa yet. And that I don't think there's anything to that other than he trains in the offseason with his brother in Florida and, and that's where he is and as you said earlier Fortnite's are certainly not concerned about him but in terms of you know his training etc because I think you look at Nick Bosa and you can tell he's working out so you know he's definitely not something that has to be uh, an area of concern but that's another contract extension they have to deal with that we haven't really talked about that's been overshadowed by all the Debo drama I love alliteration so don't think I wasn't excited to get to say that, but overshadowed by all the Debo drama, but that's, you know, another one we'll see. So, you know, I'm sure he will be there this week, but you know, that's something to kind of keep an eye on and see how that plays out. But it is a big summer for the 49ers. And one thing about these San Francisco 49ers, they are always interesting. Always. <laughs> they really I have mean, been. They really have been. Even when they were bad, they were interesting then they're obviously they're good there too, but there's always something around them. They always give us a lot to talk about, but Jen, I mean, I feel like you that July is when we'll see these things happen, but do you foresee any issue on the Nick Bosa front? I don't, I mean, they know they have to pay him. He is the heartbeat of the defense along with Fred Warner. So, you know, he's going to be part of this team for the long run. And he has been quietly patient in Florida and mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't expect anything but that from him. Really. He's not posting that he's working out, but you know, he is, it's just kind of an understood you know thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said at the end of last season, he's going to come back in better shape than he did this year, which I don't know how is possible, how it's possible, but I don't doubt that he will do that somehow. I don't doubt that either. And I think there was one picture of him and Jimmy in a way, uh, I'm sorry, Joey, not Jimmy. I don't want to let's not start rumors. Joe, him and Joey Bosa in, in a weight room. Um, every, the next thing you know, oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Bosa are working out in Florida. That's not true. Uh, but there was, I think there was one post and it, nothing about it, you know, seems surprising, but that's what's interesting. And, you know, I would make the argument and I made this argument to Cam, Nick Bosa, 
that contract's even it's even more important than Debo. Oh, absolutely. Because he is the heartbeat mm-hmm. of that defense and he's difference maker on this team and he could very well be the best athlete, best player on this and team. I would think that, certainly in the top. Yeah, three. and his contract details are going to be much more complicated and it's going to be a higher price contract than what Debo Samuels will be. Yes, 100%. All right, so let's talk about the other subject that everybody loves talking about uh, and all of their differing opinions based on nothing at all, but <laughs> that's Trey Lance. <laughs> I mean, so many differing opinions based on things that people have not seen that they've heard from someone who heard from someone who's, who heard essentially. But let's talk about Trey Lance. Obviously, the presumptive QB1 for the San Francisco 49ers going into the season. Uh, essentially a rookie quarterback. He did start those two games. Obviously, he had his rookie seasons. But essentially, I still look at him as like a rookie quarterback this year. Going in as his first year as a starter. We saw a tremendous jump from him. I felt from the first start to the second start. So I imagine it will, you know, be even farther along. You know, it's it's hard to tell thus far with what we've seen at OTAs, as we've talked about. No pads. T-shirts, shorts, all of the things. I mean, they did some drills without helmets, which is so bizarre. It's like me anxiety. Um, I hope they never do that ever so again. So much anxiety. <laughs> never do that ever again. I was again. like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Whose idea was this? This feels like a terrible plan. <laughs> all the helmets being put away. I was like, what is happening here? Uh, but, you know, I think what we've seen, even just in our limited media time with him this year, we've, we've only talked to him once this offseason so far, but we've seen a very different Trey Lance last year. We saw a guy who was a lot more subdued, knew he was the backup, knew he was a rookie. And this year came in really with the confidence of a starting quarterback and with the rapport of a starting quarterback. And so we've seen, you know, a a big jump from him in that way. What are you excited to see this week that might make you even more excited for the season? I'm just more of him in in doing team drills. You know, it's, it's interesting what's been, talked about what's been spoken about him on social media, because there's very few of us that have seen a big sample size of him. It's been very limited two games and really just a handful of practices. And these OTA practices are also, let's mention that they're without George Kittle. Uh, Some of them have been without Kyle Juszczyk. Elijah Mitchell's not out there. Debo Samuel's not out there. So his number one skill players have not been on the field with him and he's been playing well. So while there's been some high passes, some low passes, he's getting acclimated to a bunch of new guys that he's throwing balls to. And he's under center behind a line that he has not played behind either. So while all of those factors are making things a little bit more challenging or, you know, different for him, he's actually done pretty well. He hasn't thrown crazy interceptions. He's been calm. We've spoken to Jeff Wilson, who says he has been more demanding in the huddle. Talano Hufunga says he's noticed a huge difference between first year and last year for Trey Lance. So I think all of those things really indicate that he is, you know, improving, growing into the role as a leader and as the starting quarterback. My favorite comment is uh, D'Amico Ryans, who said that he's zipping the ball past him. And like in my head, my visual is just like the ball goes zipping by D'Amico's head. Uh, it's like just zipping by. But I think that's true. And sometimes, sometimes it's kind of more interesting to talk to the defensive guys about it because they're practicing against him. Right. So they see things in, in a different way. So I think that's always very interesting. And you know what? Everybody is saying the same thing. And I think you see the team has really kind of rallied around him for for lack of a better term and I think that was one of the things that was 
how is this transition going to go? You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is so beloved in that locker room. Uh, but Trey Lance seems to be very much the same. And it, it's funny because I remember last season, a number of the players talking about Trey and his personality. And now we're kind of getting to see that personality. But that also comes across in a huddle. And that comes across on the field and comes across in the locker room. And that's, you know, being a leader. And Trey himself said the thing with the leadership thing, it's something you show. It's not necessarily being a, a rah-rah guy. And he's right. You can't, you could rah-rah all day long. But if you don't perform on the field and execute, then all that rah-rah is going to send you home early. So I, I think those are kind of, you know, interesting things to see. And Trey was invited to tight end university to throw. And, and I don't think that's a small thing because that's George Kittle saying, I have the confidence in, in my quarterback to come because, you know, they take tight end university very seriously. And it's, it's a big thing over the summer that they do. So all of these things point to positivity for Trey Lance. You said the words under center. And then that made me think, oh, you know what the 49ers need right now? But I'm um, a center because Alex Mack has officially retired. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch over these next several months. I don't know that that's going to be figured out this week, but they have a few interesting things going on on the offensive line. You have Aaron Banks coming in uh, at, at the guard position. And this is somebody that the 49ers say they're excited about that Kyle Shanahan told us at the owners meetings, they were going to play last season, but then after three and five, things started picking up and they started gelling and they didn't want to mess with it. So that offensive line is going to kind of be one to watch just because there's going to be a lot of new faces. And with a young quarterback, I think that does become really important. Obviously, Trey Lance has a skill set where maybe it's slightly less concerning than if it was still Jimmy Garoppolo, which is not a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo. They just have very different skill sets. But offensive line is going to be one to watch, especially at the center position. Yep. And it looks like Jake Brendel has kind of been in there with the first team mostly. Keaton Sutherland has been in there with the threes and, you know, there's always Daniel Brunskill too. So they've got good options. Um, speaking to Chris Furster, offensive line coach, you know, when we spoke to assistant coaches, he said he's confident, you know, he's got nine guys that he believes are NFL worthy players. So with that confidence, you know, these guys have experience in the team. I know the rookies are a little bit newer, but I mean, Jake Brendel has some experience. He's been in Kyle Shanahan's system for a little while. He's known Chris Furster since Miami. So that relationship will help. And Furster's been working with Kyle Shanahan for so long. Like he knows what to get out of his players. And you know, as well as I do, that Kyle Shanahan puts his players in the best position to win. He's going to scheme up plays that use every player's talents to their best ability. So it's not like they're going to ask a guy who doesn't move to the right well to move the right. You know, it, not that it's that simple, but he knows what the skill sets of his players are and he puts them in the best position. So I think that even though Alex Mack is not going to be there, I think they've got a good wealth of guys and a lot of depth at the offensive line for Trey Lance. And I think it's going to just take all those first team reps for him to get more comfortable. And I think as they move along through training camp, it's going to be just a, a process of getting chemistry with not only a skilled players, but the offensive line, and it'll be fine. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. It'll definitely be fine. I wonder how long it's going to take before I hear Keaton Sutherland and don't think 24. Probably never. I feel like I'm going to hear Keaton Sutherland and every time I'm going to be like, oh God, I love that show so much. <laughs> He's here to say, I mean, honestly, I kind of want him to get the job because the like Keaton Sutherland saves the 49ers, just like Jack Bauer saved the world. I mean, there's like so many things that I can do with that. You guys all know I love myself a pun and, and love that little, I'll see myself out on Twitter. So uh, I'm excited about that. But in terms, it's, it, in terms of Kyle Shanahan, putting his players in the best positions, kind of going back to, to Trey Lance. Someone asked me this weekend, like, do you, this is actually a question I get frequently, but do you think Trey Lance is ready? What do you think of Trey Lance? And besides all the things I normally say, I said, you know, he's also kind of with the best possible coach who will put him in the best possible position to succeed. And there's something very much to be said for that, which I think is also true. Going back to Debo Samuel, find Debo Samuel you're with your best coach right now who knows how to use you in the best possible ways. And I think he will have his most success in San Francisco. Should that all work out, which I know everybody's hoping. I mean, you look at all the quarterbacks that are coming back for their second year and Trey Lance is in the best scenario possible for his success. I really feel, I mean, I'm not a betting person, but I feel like Trey Lance is going to have the best sophomore quarterback season out of all of the ones that were drafted high in 2021 he's got a a great number of skill players so he's got Brandon Ayuk Debo Samuel George Kittle Kyle Juszczyk Elijah Mitchell he's got a great offensive line in the ends Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the league Mike McGlinchey is great at his job so he's set up for success in so many different ways as opposed to you look at the other guys Trevor Lawrence it's Mac Jones it's Justin Fields those guys don't have the best team around them. Trey Lance is really set up in the best scenario out of all four of them to have success this season. Trevor Lawrence may have now the most expensive team around him, but I would not say that it is the best team around him by any means. And it kind of goes back to what John Lynch said last year when they drafted Trey Lance, where he said, like, it's very rare for a quarterback taken at number three to come to a, a winning team that's ready to win. And this is a team that is a game away from going to the Super Bowl. This is a team that was three and five and made it to the NFC Championship game. There are a number of intangibles that Trey Lance was able to learn last year and had the luxury of being able to learn without having to be the guy that is going to serve him so well going forward uh, into this season. So uh, this is a team that's also, you know, pretty set up to win. I think this is a, a 49ers team that will be competitive and that will go far. I know they would really like to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, and I don't think that'll necessarily be easy, but they are one of the top teams in the league and they have as, as good a chance, you know, as anybody in the, in the NFC, I should take that back. They have a much better chance than a lot of most of the teams in the NFC uh, to, to make it back to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think that's going to be really fun to watch. And this may be a 49ers roster from the time Lynch and Shanahan have been there that has been the most complete and, and set up just in terms of what they had to do in the offseason. They signed Charvarius Ward. They did desperately need some depth and strength at corner. I'll, I'll put it that way. They really needed someone that was just kind of maybe a cut above. Uh, no disrespect to the other corners on this team, which I'm sure if they were listening to this would be like, I don't know how we're not going to take that disrespectfully. But um, I think they they did something they really needed to do there. And then in the draft, they were really able to take players 
that just added some depth and they could, you know, kind of play around with. But this was a roster that's pretty set and, and pretty ready to go. Uh, so the 49ers fans should be very encouraged. And of course, I would say, as goes Trey Lance, is probably as goes the 49ers. But I don't have any concern about that. I really don't. And maybe that's naive of me. And maybe I'm still in like camp mode because I do remember in 2017 that we were all like, Brian Hoyer really doesn't look so bad. Um, <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's just the, But I, I, I really do have a lot of confidence in Trey Lance, the quarterback, and, and his skill sets and, and his abilities. So I, I think the team is pretty set up for success. Bringing up Brian Hoyer is actually really important in this scenario because you look at a guy who, I mean, because you look at a guy who practiced so well. So, Uh you know, everybody's asking, what does Trey Lance look like in practice? Well, it doesn't really matter entirely. Yes, it's great to see him learning. At least he doesn't look lost out there. He looks like he's got command of the huddle. But really, Brian Hoyer was amazing in practice, and it did not translate to game time. So if a guy who does not have necessarily um, amazing practices, he could be a great game player. So I mean, I know uh, Matt told me, Matt Mayoko, my colleague said, our colleague said, Steve Young was not a great practicer, but in games, he was phenomenal. So, you know, while everybody asks, what does he look like in practice? It's not necessarily the most important thing because really what matters is what happens during games. And that's going to be a long time from now. We'll see the progress, but it's, you know, don't freak out everybody. <laughs> well, and, and that word practice is just that. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. you're there. You're there to practice. You're there to make mistakes and learn from your mistakes, which is true of anything. It's not just true of Trey Lance and the 49ers, but that is the point of practicing. And not to be super cliche and a walking Instagram meme, but we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes, you guys. So if, <laughs> so, so if Trey Lance doesn't do great in practice, that doesn't really mean a lot as long as what Jen just said, he doesn't look lost. That's the thing. He throws a bad pass. He throws an interception. He learns from it or he doesn't. But as long as he doesn't look lost and completely confused, it's like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing again? Who am I? What position do I play? Uh, As long as he doesn't have that, I I don't think practices aren't that important an indicator of who he's going to be in a game. And that is that is the thing that I think we all need to remember. So, Jen, we have a big week ahead of us. It's very exciting. Uh, You guys will be listening to this on the first day of mini camp. So make sure you're following us uh, at 49ers fangirl on Twitter for me at Tracy Sandler on Instagram. Jen, where can the people find you? I'm at Jennifer Lee Chan on both. So it's easy, easy peasy. So we'll have all the photos and the videos and the press conference quotes, all the things you guys want to hear uh, before you know, we head into a little bit of a summer break and we're getting, we're getting close to that from the football world. So that is uh, exciting. So mini camp this week, make sure you're paying attention. If you guys like what you heard, and I know you did because Jen's amazing. Please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Jen, thank you for joining me today. Of course. We'll have to do it again. Oh, absolutely. We'll do it. When we get closer to the season, Jen and I travel a ton for work. So when we get closer to the season, We're going to do like a whole episode on work travel and essentials and get you guys ready for all the games because the 49ers faithful travel unbelievably well. So So we are going to give you some extra fun travel tips. So there's that. Uh, We are brought to you today by Bet Online, and you can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, talk to everybody next time. Bye all.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.